Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all of the apps that people listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for hosting, recording, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now while reading you this ad. With my team being all over the country, Anchor allows us to sound like we're all in the same room. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Remember, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. again with another week of Naturally Unbothered. So this episode, we will be joined by Miss J. If you guys remember from one of our first episodes, we were um, tainting a millennial. And so she's from our, she's just coming back and revisiting us again. We also have Miss Shari and myself, Hillary. So our topic this week is going to be about Self-love, self-care in a sense. We're going to be talking about, you know, what you might do when you're alone, nobody's watching. Um, We're going to talk about masturbation. All right. So, well, Shari. Since we're going to be talking about masturbation, before we get into it, because it's such like a personal, some people it's very personal, let's just have a little fun first. Yes. You know, I like playing games and stuff like that. So I really couldn't think of a game for masturbation. So I was like, let's just talk about different crazy sex laws that may include some stuff about masturbating and stuff like that. Okay? So I'm going to read you a law and you guys guess what state has this law? Okay. You hear, Jay? You hear what is? Yeah. All right. Okay. So the first que- the first um, law is a person cannot have more than two dildos in his or her house. In what state? Ooh. Vermont. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere like <laughs> north, <laughs> east, definitely. Um... <laughs> But then I don't know. That could be Southern, too. Mm. I'm going to go South. I'm going to say, like, Alabama. It's Arizona. Mm. You actually cannot have more than two dildos I mean, who's in your to? house. But how would you Who, know? How that? would you know? Why are you counting? So <laughs> so if, like, there was a drug bust or a bust at your house or something and the police <laughs> came in and they were like, oh, you got three dildos. That's like another violation or something. Like, I was like... When I read that, I was like in complete shock. Like, what? I feel like, listen, if you're not, <laughs> if 
and you're not in somebody's business, and and, and you know what I mean. You have, you can't control what uh, what people do in their own spare time. I mean, you never gonna know. They're not gonna be like <laughs> screening your face, like oh, you already came here t- twice. <laughs> like they're not gonna do that. So what if they did keep it in a database? Oh uh, yeah, like if they carded you at yeah, the store. Yeah, they carded you. Yeah, like, you're at your limit, ma'am. Yeah, no one ever cares that much. <laughs> like if your old one breaks, if your old one breaks, you, you have to go in? turn it yeah. in. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> All right, so which state? Is it illegal for you to have a have sex with a porcupine? Oh, that's got to be like it's the desert. Okay, <laughs> illegal everywhere. <laughs> Texas, Florida. Do they even have Florida? Florida's weird, anyways. Florida's <laughs> always weird. They always have something weird going on there. I thought it was free and just like whatever. I'm just saying, like who is gonna take the time? To deal with the pricklies of a porcupine, to even go there with the porcupine. Yeah, why would you have Listen, to stop? Them? We have people putting tasers on their vaginas. Anything is possible. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're definitely. You're definitely mm-hmm. correct. You're definitely correct. Okay. In what state is oral sex illegal? Nevada. Uh, Nevada. Mississippi. Again, Florida. So you can't have sex with porcupines and you can't even have oral sex, period. It is illegal. Done with them. You they canceled. Florida is canceled. Yeah, Everybody even, goes there to retire. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> I guess the old people ain't doing nothing, huh? They're old. I guess they're not. So, this one is um a crazy one. And what state is having sex it is sex allowed with animals if it's for money? Hawaii. <laughs> hmm. I'll say that again. North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> it's Utah. You are allowed to have sex with animals if it's maybe the poverty level money. is like really high and then like make your living, honey. Oh no. I don't know. You know what's going on with Utah. So, in what state is it illegal to kiss a sleeping woman? Colorado. You must have heard this before. No, that's exactly who this is. That's exactly the answer. Okay. Yes, it is illegal to kiss someone while they are sleeping. That it could be like a form of like rape. What? Yes. So if you come home wow. late at night and you want to kiss your spouse goodnight, <laughs> you could really be raping them all at the same time. So watch who you kissing in Colorado. Hmm. Yes. Do you feel like a spouse can rape another spouse? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Anybody can rape anybody. Yeah. Yes. I do think so. Now, do I think some people lie about that and 
be like, oh, he raised me when it's time when things go bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do definitely think it's possible, you know. Just because you're married to the person doesn't mean you're down with it all the time, I feel. Yeah. I mean, y'all seen what's love got to do with it, you know. I took it in the um <laughs> in the little sound room. Just Ooh. just took it. So, you know. <laughs> hey. Just saying. Alright, these are some countries. We're gonna get into some countries real quick. Cause these were kind of like funny to me. So, in which country do you think standing by a window in the nude is illegal? China. <laughs> I'm gonna go with her. Singapore. Oh, see, Asian. 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 I know how to be somewhere over there. Yes, exposing yourself within public view anywhere is illegal. So, you know, I was like, okay, that's crazy. (laughs) So this is this one. I when I read this one, I was like, what in the world? All right. So you ready? You get married to your husband. And on your wedding night, your first sexual act must be witnessed by your mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Like in some cultures, that is, that is true. What country makes your mother-in-law sit in the room to witness you getting your first well, sex song? What? You, <laughs> what? Yeah, what you are making you, that face? What do you think? <laughs> you should see Jay's face. It's like a look of terror. <laughs> <laughs> what country do you think that is? Hmm. Mexico. All right. What about you? I'm going to say like a British country only because like when I was watching those like time pieces, mm-hmm. um, like watching Rain and all that and um, what is it? The Crown. Like, you know, they had to do that to consummate. Because, you know, they were royalty. So, I would say, like, a British, European country. It's actually in Colombia. In the city of Cali. So, you were close. The bride's mother must be in the room to witness your first sexual act. That is... Wow. It's probably normal for them, so... That would... What in the world... We are only doing it missionary. <laughs> but you're thinking of it Yes it, we ain't doing no you're thinking of it as an American. If you were if you were Colombian, you would be used to that because that's what everybody goes through. That's it would be like normal. I mean, that's just awkward. It I, should be way what, what if she critiques you? What if she be like, My son don't like it like that? That's what? not gonna get my okay. grandchild. That is not First, gonna get my grandchild. Yeah, we would be pausing because how would you know? <laughs> this might not be his first marriage. Oh, <laughs> like the other but, girl. But still, but still, but still, <laughs> you only was there for the first time, so you don't know things could have changed. Just saying. Dang. <laughs> All right. Let's see. It's one that I was so. All right. In what country? Because we are talking about masturbation. Let's finish this out with a masturbation question or guess. Um, 
when which country are you punished for masturbating with and the punishment is decapitation ooh Deep. This is the only day I wish we had a video. This <laughs> Jay's face on these things. Masturbation. Yes. If you get caught masturbating, the punishment is decapitation. So off with your head. I'm going go with England because they off with people's heads. I'm like, yeah, every it's, show. It's got to be like a really straight. I see. I would go Asian again, or either I'm, I'm not African. I'm just like Saudi Arabia or something. Definitely not African. Yeah, I can tell you it's not because they, yeah. I mean, they have female circumcision, you know, like a, going a on Indian, over there. Indian country. I can see that. Yeah. So I'll go, okay, I'll India. They're really concerned with over India. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you switching your answer up to India. Yeah. Indonesia. That's that what? England is good, though. Indonesia. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Indonesia. Know. Oh, Okay. It's Indonesia. Yeah, they're pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so off with your freaking head if you get caught masturbating in Indonesia. I would be like, I was just scratching, like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really touch it. I didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> All right. So, I um have read a, an article. Um, that was in the Huffington Post and like all it was in like a bunch of different uh, different media outlets about parents teaching actually teaching their children how to masturbate. And I was like, clench the pearls because I mean, I feel like, you know, yes, as a parent, you should, te- you know, tell your children about sex. But the masturbation part of it, I never even considered. Yes, I am the same parent who bought their child, you know, some cream stuff to help him with his masturbating. But we never had an actual conversation about the masturbation. I just, you know, knew that's what he was going in the bathroom to do. And I just wanted to help the man out. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we never had an actual conversation like you should do this, you know, you shouldn't. So, because I knew that this was going to be our topic today, I took it amongst myself to ask one of my children, actually have the masturbation conversation with one of my children, just to <laughs> see how it would go. Okay. So, this conversation, this child was like, this is awkward. She didn't really want to talk about it. She was like, this is awkward. <laughs> you know, because I haven't ever had the masturbation conversation with her. And then I asked her, you know... Has she masturbated and stuff? And she's like, that's she's not into that stuff yet. And I asked her, well, would she want me to teach her how to do it? And she was <laughs> like, uh, no. And frankly, I don't really like having this conversation. You know? <laughs> so I can imagine this becoming a norm of teaching your kids you know, next, do you teach them how to actually have intercourse? Like, you know what I'm saying? Are you that mother-in-law in the room? You know what I'm saying? I was like, so I felt like we need to discuss this. So I even went so far as to pose a question to my friends about it. Because I was like, this is just too much. What y'all think? I mean, I feel like it's a natural thing. Um, I mean, the hormones and the urges are there. 
So, I mean, I feel like it's natural, but as far as teaching somebody, I mean, I feel like it comes, like, innate, like animals. Like, I mean, I don't really feel like anybody needs to be taught. Like, what you what you need to teach? Hmm. Let's ask the millennial. How I feel, because I did read the articles, <laughs> um, I can see where it could be uncomfortable, but I can also see where it could be beneficial. Mm -hmm. It talked a lot, a lot of the articles talked about how females, they don't really learn about that kind of stuff. You don't really learn about masturbation for females. When you are in school, you learn about don't get pregnant, Uh you know, Mm -hmm. and then you learn about the different parts of the vagina and the makeup, the, the anatomy of it. You don't really learn anything else. So, a lot of girls, when it's their first time, and you weren't someone who had those conversations, you were going into, like, a sexual encounter pretty much blindly, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And so, you, a girl, a girl's perspective that has had those talks or, um, has had that, like, experience with herself and has learned how to do it correctly will have a completely different sexual experience experience than one who went into it blindly, you right. know? Right. So one girl's first time might have been amazing because she already knew what she liked and and then the other girl first time could be horrible because she didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know? And she was just going with whatever the dude was going with, you know? So that's my opinion. It could be good, it could be bad. Um, I, I could see a parent's perspective, like, you don't really want to even have to go through that topic with your kid, but in the reality of, especially in 2019, you know, kids are having sex at younger and younger ages, and even back then, it's not even really talked about, but a lot of the older generations lost their virginities really young, like, super young, mm-hmm. you know? So, I do think that, you know, sex is something that has to be talked about and needs to be talked about. But, I mean, if you're going to go ahead and have the sex conversation with your kid, I think you should go ahead and put in the masturbation. Maybe a little bit before the actual sex conversation. You know, I definitely see the the benefits of letting a child know, hey, you know, this is masturbation, you know. And normalizing that, maybe that'll help them feel more comfortable to come to you about when it's time for them to actually want to go through with the act and have sex with a partner so that's a good perspective i didn't think about that because like i said i didn't talk to any of my kids about masturbation i just figured like they gonna do it i mean i did it i'm sure they i'm sure they're all gonna do it and i just kind of left it at that like what age did you first masturbate at um i definitely started having urges in elementary school so (laughs) for me i mean it just came naturally I don't know. I mean, I watched a lot of movies, a lot of like not porn, like just adult, like mature adult movies where there were sex scenes in them. And so, I mean, I was allowed to watch them. I mean, you know, sometimes they would try to fast forward, but we all know what's going on. Or there would be times where, you know, we didn't fast forward or there was no time to fast forward. So definitely in elementary school, I mean, I started having urges and, you know, you figure things out. You figure it out. So, I mean, I don't know. There was never a conversation with me about, like, 
not to do it or if they felt like it was right or wrong. Like some people have views that they think it's wrong. Yes. But I was never like told that it was wrong. But I'm sure like they knew, you know. I I I had my first experiences in elementary school. Yeah. Um but it was very short lived. Um <laughs> I didn't learn how to successfully masturbate until I was already married. Oh. And my girlfriends, a couple of my girlfriends, um, we were having just like a girls' night and they were like, um, talking about blowjobs and they were talking about just, you know, just, you know, self-loving yourself, <laughs> self-love and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't masturbate. I have a whole husband. Like, why would I masturbate? You know, I did it when I was a kid. I, it was just that. And that was it. Like, you know, I just, it, I never did it as a teenager. I just, that it li- literally stayed in elementary school. And so they were like, so you, is it because you don't know how to properly do it? I just was like, I don't understand how my own hands could arouse me. Like I just, you know, I wipe myself. I don't feel nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's, (laughs) this is my mind frame. You know, I don't feel nothing. I don't ever be like, Ooh, that felt good enough. Let me do some more. Like, you know, so I, that was my mind frame. So they was like, well, you know what? Let's get in the car. Let's go. We're going to go to a sex shop. So we went to a sex shop and, you know, they was we've seen all these toys and all these different kinds of sex toys and stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, all right. And they were like, this is what I use and I use that. And then so one of my girlfriends was like, I'm going to buy you your first dildo and then I'm going to guide you how, I'm going to show you how to use it. Not per se hands on, but I'm going to show you how to use it. And she's like, you know, she knows that I'm a person who's very in tune with my body. Um, it's just because I'm that's just the kind of person I am. So she was like, I'll just guide you through it verbally and then you tell me what's what. And then so my other girlfriend was like, yeah, after you get that sex toy, we're going to introduce you to the real thing <laughs> and stuff like that. So I literally had my first experience. One of my girlfriends kind of talked me through it. And then I went home. I tried it out. I was like. It was so uneventful because I was like thinking about it too much. Mm -hmm. It was like a whole process of thoughts like, oh my gosh, what if somebody come in here? I got kids and stuff running around the house. What if he walk in the door right now and see me? You know, it was like so much mental play that it did nothing for me. So then I just put the toy up and that was just that. And then they asked me and I was like, yeah, it didn't do nothing for me. And then so my other girlfriend came over and she had the silver bullet. And she was like, this is going to do something for you. Yeah, see, everybody's different. Yeah, so, Like, as far as insertion Yeah, or because the other one was just like a small yeah. little, maybe like six, six inch, you know, maybe like one mm-hmm. and a half, like centimeters, you know, you know, whatever. It was just not very, it was just a little bitty, like, dildo about the size of a pencil, you know. And, um, no, I was like, yeah, no, I, it didn't do nothing. So... The other friend that brought the bullet over, <laughs> she didn't warn me. The settings. She did absolutely not warn me. She just told me, and she bought me the <laughs> she bought me the dual one. So she was like, insert one and put the other one on the outside. Oh, no. And I was like, okay. And she said, and do it when the kids are gone and your husband is gone. She's like, don't do it when anybody's around so you can focus (laughs) since you had a focusing problem the first time. So I waited until they had all left out and I went and got the toy and I 
sat on the bed and I inserted it and I was like, oh, okay. And then I did <laughs> put the thing on the outside. I was like, holy hell. I <laughs> fell on the floor. Immediately <laughs> climax fell right on the floor and I was like scared of the damn toy. I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, <laughs> so it was too much. I was like, this, so one of them was like uneventful, and the other one was too much. What setting did you have this on? I don't even know. This was one. It was. I don't know what <laughs> setting it was on. I don't even get to. I didn't even play with the settings because I literally just did it. I. It was just. It was a lot. So I was like, yeah, that was like too much. Friend. I mean, I later conquered it, but you know what I'm saying? It took some time because that thing is serious. Oh, my God. What about you? When was the first time you masturbated? I was 18. 18? Yeah. Um, I was, like, really sheltered growing up. So, I didn't really learn a lot about, like, sexual things until, like, you learn it from your peers, honestly. They talk about it mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. And I was always the girl, like, what? What are y'all talking about? Like, I was always the clueless one. Like, I really didn't know anything about anything. So, I mean, I, I heard about it in school, like, fingering. I heard about that in school. But I never really felt like, I, of course, like, when you're growing up, you go, go through puberty and, you know, your body changes and you do have, like, sexual thoughts but I just never really felt enough to want to masturbate you know um it wasn't until I was 18 years old and I was like having a conversation with my boyfriend you know I was I wasn't ready to have sex you know still not ready to have sex but I was curious about it and you know he went out and he bought me a vibrator oh and I mean I have it I use it sometimes, not really, but, you know, it's it's good to have and, you know, just to, to be able to, like, know what I want for myself. Yes. So, you know, that's what's most important for me. And the fact that he, like, respected that I didn't want to have sex, but, you know, he seen that I needed something for myself. So, you know, I really appreciated that. That was actually really nice. Yeah. So that you could release... And, you know, it, you didn't have to release with him. Or he was like, if she gets used to this, then maybe she'll be ready for the real thing. No, it ain't because, honey, it's not the same. And then, I'm telling you, honestly, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like there are things that technology can do that a man can't. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's just a different experience, I feel. So, me personally, it's like, whoa. I mean, you, you, the guy, you know, they got it. But technology, the, the advancements of technology, it's just a little bit different. It's a little bit different of experience. So they're going to have to really match um, that. That's all I'm saying. That's how so, I feel. If you had children, because you don't have any children, mm-hmm. and you had the conversation with your child about masturbation, mm-hmm. would you be... For buying them a toy, at with like as a minor, say a teenager, we'll say a teenager. We'll no, say, I feel like what age? I say at least yeah. Let's say high school, so they could be as as young as what ninth grade. I just feel like that's a little too advanced. 
Me personally. I mean, it depends on their sexual appetites and need. Maybe a guy. Maybe. But I, I feel like that's kind of advanced for... I mean, if she feel like she need that, she can handle that, then hey. But, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit more advanced. You... <sighs> I'll say once you start dating and you really start being around a guy and you really realize like, oh, the urges I was having before, like that's nothing compared to the urges that I'm having now. So I feel like it's a little bit different. You know, that's just how I feel. I feel like I'm a very open parent. Um, like I said, I bought some stuff for my son. I don't know that I would buy my daughter's... Um, a dildo or some type of toy just you know right off we would actually probably have to have a conversation mm-hmm. um and I'm pretty open like you know I my kids you know pretty much tell me told me their first time when they did things and stuff like that so I'm pretty open I try to have a very open mind because I was a teen mother so you know I try to not have blockers and stuff like that but I probably would be like, I would probably freaked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't freak out in front of them, but I would initially be like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> um, but I would probably ultimately, in the end, end up getting them something um, because they asked me to. And it's not like it's, you know, wrong. So I probably would. It just wouldn't be something that I would just initially be like, you know, you've reached 13 now. Let's go out to get you a toy. Like, you know, it it wouldn't be like that. And I'm a type of preparation kind of mom, but I wouldn't have been that prepared. But I do have a girlfriend who her daughter entered high school and said that she wanted a toy. And she went and bought her one. And she said that, you know, she showed her how to use it. Not necessarily you know, the actual do this, do that, but just kind of told her, um, showed her, you know, pictures on the book, like this is, you know, this is your arousal spot. And this area kind of told her everything. And I was like, (laughs) wow, you know, I mean, and she's a pretty open person too. And so, and she's an avid masturbator. So it, I mean, I guess when you're an avid masturbator and yes, you know, you don't mind passing it down to your kid. I don't really know. <laughs> I, it's no judgment. I just, cause I just think, you know, it, that's their relationship and I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it, but I just was like, wow, you know, the actual showing them how to use it. I would just have to assume because you asked me about this toy you you, you must know, know what to what do, to do with, it. with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. that's that that's if my one of my kids asked me, that's how I would do. I wouldn't be like, now use this for this. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And move it this way. Like I wouldn't be able to give them an instructional. I wouldn't feel comfortable enough yeah. giving them a whole instructional tutorial on how to use the toy. I'd be like, read your manual. <laughs> <laughs> Don't overcharge it. Don't yes. Do Yes, don't use it in water. I don't want you to get electrocuted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I would tell them the don'ts. Like, I would probably caution them like, hey, don't use this all the time. Because I'm telling you, you're going to be desensitized. And then you're going to be upset if you ever have a real experience. So, yeah, just like do some other things in between. You know, use that sparingly. That's probably what I would tell them. Okay, so I, um, like I said earlier, I posed this question to like a lot of my friends, um, 
just in general. Some were single parents, some are married, some are don't have kids, and some do have kids. Because, I mean, like I said, I was just really blown away by these articles and how many parents that were, like, willing to teach their children how to masturbate and buy them the actual toys and stuff for like one of the one of the articles I read was about a parent like uh, encouraging his four-year-old to masturbate and I was just like what yes a four-year-old and I was just like cringed like what like it's not wrong but really you're teaching a four-year-old so I just was wondering you know, I pose a question to my friends. Like, would you buy your children a toy and actually have that conversation about masturbation with them? So, a lot of them text me back, send me messages about it, responded to it, and we're going to just all take turns reading different responses. I have taken out everyone's names. There's no <laughs> identity information. One of them does have some identity information, so when you read it, just omit it has like two names in it, um, so because they actually named their children, um, so just omit those names out of those. But the rest of them, just you know, we'll take turns reading. So, millennial, it's up to you. Read the first one. Okay, this is from a married father, and he says that's pretty easy. I rather them do it privately. I'd probably shame them from even admitting they do it by teasing them about how long they be in the shower tearing their wrists up. Probably because that's how my brothers did me. To this day, I believe masturbation should be done in total seclusion. See, that's the one thing about... I I wouldn't want to shame... I wouldn't want them to feel ashamed about it because it's a natural thing and I know back in the old days they'd be like don't do that don't touch yourself like it was like taboo but they were doing it you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah it was like a forbidden thing like don't touch yourself type of scenario yeah so I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to shame them I wouldn't want to shame them at all because it's natural I mean come on now all right, I'm going to read the next one because it has the two names to be omitted out. Go ahead. Okay. So I feel like it's necessary or else your children will be out here learning about... Who is this from, though? Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> this is from a married couple. A married mm, couple. Okay. And their parents. Sorry, I just got right into it. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I feel like it's necessary or else your children will be out here learning about sex from porn. Mm-hmm. And they hoe friends. <laughs> I'm reading exactly what they wrote. I plan on teaching both kids about sex. And my daughter, I will probably buy her a bullet when she tells me she's interested in sex. As far as my son, I want to teach him how to treat a woman. But anything but anything sexual, I feel, has to be taught by his father. Because I'm not doing that. And then the spouse says he agrees as far as teaching the son, he'll teach the son and she can teach the daughter. Um, Ultimately, uh, he doesn't want his children to be out here not knowing anything about sex because that's what happened to him. So 
All righty. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I think, I mean, you have a dual household. I think it probably is. I mean, the man, the male can't identify with, um, you know, the girl. So, yeah. it makes sense to have the Tag father team talk it. to the, yeah. Tag team. It makes sense. Yeah, you don't have to, one parent doesn't have to take all of the, the, awkwardness and pressure but when i talked to my my kids about my son i i had to be the one to talk to him about it because it was no male to talk to him when he first started having his interest i mean yeah but you know everyone's situation is different in this case they're married yeah they're married you know tag team it (laughs) so i'm gonna talk about the singles first i'll talk about the single female with no kids and then the single male with no kids okay so, um, the single female says that she also feels giving the resources and tools a child needs to learn about their body is okay, but also feels that learning what feels good to them and when or how much they masturbate is a natural response. So, she feels they need to discover on their own as far as toys, as long as it's at a mature level, it's okay. Okay. So a single guy with no kids, um, he feels that um, kids, well, he says he doesn't have kids and he couldn't imagine talking to them about something so personal and he for sure wouldn't buy them anything to help them. Um, And (laughs) (laughs) he just doesn't want to know. He wants no involvement. um, And he said they need to be kids and watch cartoons. <laughs> oh man! Wow. I mean, so, what, what, was he being a kid and watching cartoons? No. I mean, let's be honest. Wow. You know, I think a lot of parents they hold their kids to a higher standard than they ever were when they were kids. You know, and that causes problems. The kids probably not going to even feel comfortable telling him anything about sex at all. Yeah. I'm, yeah. He doesn't have kids, so I mean. His mind will open, hopefully, will open up a little bit whenever he does have kids because that whole standpoint, that might be, he might be the parent that the kids don't say nothing to. That might be the kid where the kid ends up getting pregnant. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. The kid might end up being pregnant because they don't know anything about sex. Maybe their first encounter, they might even get pregnant from that, you know? Yeah. You have to think about it. You know, a parent could be like, oh, no, I don't feel like this. I don't like that. But you have to think long term. Like, are you doing your kid a disservice by being the way that you're being? Yeah, because he, How he you're says approaching that he doesn't topic. want to talk about something mm-hmm. that's so personal. Like, I mean. It's your kid. It's your child. <laughs> it's their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So, Jay will read the next one. Okay, this is from a single mom. And she says, I talked to my 15-year-old about her body, sex, consent, and pleasure. I have not given her a toy or aid, but I have offered to talk to her about masturbation and exploring her body. I've explained to her that sex is more than procreation and there are health components, hygiene, and protecting from abuse and disease. I talked to her about arousal and understanding what it means to be aroused, and it's more than just liking someone. I've told my daughter that she should not do sex acts unless she has consent, watching, touching type of talk. She should give consent for the mentioned activities. I've talked to her about pleasure and that she should have sex for her enjoyment. 
we usually don't have in-depth conversations because she thinks I'm gross. I want her to give, I want to give her good advice, not just random dumb stuff for her misinformed friends. All right. So, I mean, I feel like that's a good way to approach the situation. Mm-hmm. Very mature. That's a Very mature, mature parent. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with what you said too, Jay, when you were saying like how um some parents they have expectations that you know like they didn't even meet because it's like how are you uncomfortable when you know how you felt when you were that age i mean you just gotta suck it up you know you know i feel like you have to want more for your child than and sometimes wanting more for your child means that you have to be a little uncomfortable yeah in order to have those conversations for them to be better than what you were when you were that age you know or more informed yeah at least because i can tell you with my kids i was like y'all know how old i was when i had the first one of your siblings i don't want i we need to break the cycle I just want you to make it to 18 without children. That was my focus. Like, teaching them about contraceptives, trying to get them on birth control. Like, that was all my focus because I wanted them to experience their life without being a teen parent. You know, because my whole life, I've I've been somebody's parent. You know what I'm saying? I wanted them to have the actual experiences of being able to go do whatever they want to do, how they wanted to do it, and not have to think about a little person you know that they're responsible for so my whole thing was to my kids was it was mostly focused on safe sex and you know holding out as possibly as long as you can i know you're gonna i know you're a teenager i know you have urges you're gonna want to do it but just you know do me a solid and try to hold (laughs) out until you get out of high school you know i you know i tried or at least until you turn 18 i really forced the try to enforce the 18 um and you know, my son, he was like, on when he turned 18, he told me, <laughs> I told him happy birthday. And he said, all bets is off. I made it to 18, <laughs> all bets is off. And, you know, and one day I asked him just randomly, you know, what you do today? And he was like, I lost my virginity. And I was like, <laughs> in the inside, I was screaming and falling out and running around. Oh, Lord, why? <laughs> But because of the relationship that he and I had, I just said, well, I hope you use the condoms that I gave you and, you know, welcome to adulthood. And, you know, because he has such a good relationship with his grandmother, I was like, go call your grandma and let her know. Because she, my, my mom was trying to pay a prostitute. To, she was <laughs> like, he can't keep his virginity this long. We're going to have to go get a, a, a stripper or somebody to take his virginity, you know. <laughs> and, and she was just like, you know, she can't, he can't just be, a, you know, going into manhood without losing his virginity. So my mom was like, she was about to pay somebody. So I was like, go tell your grandma so she ain't got to go pay nobody. So he went and told her she was just excited as she could be. I went right in my room and started crying. I was like, Lord Jesus, now it's going to be hoochies and hussies everywhere. (laughs) You know, I was just, I was just so taken, you know. And then later on, I found out they didn't even use condom the first time. <sighs> uh-huh. So he didn't listen. He said all bets was off. I guess he's he telling said, the truth. He was going all out from the jump. <laughs> I was so mad. I just recently found out, like a couple years ago, I had a conversation with his his now wife, 
<laughs> and um, I was like, what? What you mean y'all didn't use a condom the first time? Mm-hmm. What? Well. What was I buying all them condoms for? They was disappearing <laughs> out the thing. I kept refilling them. Of course. You know what you I'm saying? Throwing them out. You know? <laughs> like, you know, I got a grab so she trash. feels like I'm using them. I know. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So this last one is from a single father. And it says, I will discuss sex with my kids show interest in girls. I believe in gradual progression. I want my kids to remain into games, sports, education, etc. And do not want them and do not want plants grown seeds or behavior with behavior into my children. I'm not really sure what that meant, but um, I feel where my kids is at and adjust accordingly. Growing up, video games, sports, and making good grades were my only interest. Masturbating wasn't even a thought. So. Mm, well, I I can see where their perspective of as it personally. But like I said, you have to go out of your comfort zone for your kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, you have to think about those long term effects of not talking to your kid about sex. You know, um, if you can't even talk to them about masturbation, you're definitely not going to talk to them about sex. And just because it, it wasn't in your mind, we're in a completely different generation. Yes. 2019, people are so open about sex. You can mm-hmm. find sex anywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. everywhere. Right. Everywhere. It's not just Facebook anymore. Yeah, because you know my fear was I didn't want I don't want my children to learn about sex from their friends. Like I mean, but it, you in reality you're learning about it from your friends. You're learning yeah. about it on Twitter. You're learning about it on Instagram. On at, on any social media site that you can think about, you know? And Google. I mean mm-hmm. honestly you know, it's just, it's not, it's kind of, it's really not smart to think of it like, oh, well, I wasn't thinking that way. So, you know, I'm going to shame my child or not, not talk to them about it because I was never feeling that way. But at this time, people are so, so exposed. free, you know, yeah. and every, kids are exposed to this so early, honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, yep. you know, you have to be real with yourself and be real with the times. You know, and I think parenting has is going to evolve. It has to evolve as the time, as our time is changing. You know, our social climate is changing. Honestly. Okay, so with that being said, how do you feel? Like, do you think that like now we need to start having conversations about more things than just like masturbation? You need to start talking about like same sex type of stuff. Like, does like those type of relationships need to get? into play well I definitely feel like the more conversations need to be had because when I was in high school um I had a friend who you know she was figuring out her sexuality and and she figured out that she did like women and her mom the way that she responded it was like she had to hide it from her mom Mm -hmm. and then when she did start to show that you know like she was interested in, in girls her mom again went back to that kind of like shaming bashing behavior 
And so me and another friend, like we were the, our friend went upstairs and me and another friend were in the kitchen and her mom was there and she was like trying to ask us for advice. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what's going on with her. And you know, it was like, so instead of her, first of all, she wasn't, she might've had the conversation with her, but it wasn't positive. And then she was like trying to put her in therapy and things like that. So it's like, I guess she felt like- Yeah, I guess she felt like she didn't have the tools to, or she felt uncomfortable to talk to her about that. But her main thing was just like, how do I stop this behavior? Right. And, you know, who can I talk to and get advice, you know, about how to stop the behavior? But, I mean, if that's what was naturally coming to her, I don't know. I think people need to get more comfortable with those conversations, like, especially with parenting. I mean, that that would be scary for, I mean, I, I just... My mom was so free with information, probably too freaking free with information that I just always wanted my kids to be in tune, but not over, you know, saturated with knowledge about things. Because my mom used to tell me all kinds of stuff. I was exposed to so much stuff that was just so inappropriate, you know, just by family and just definitely by my mom. And so, you know, I wanted to like, I allowed them to see things that, mm-hmm. you know, was appropriate for their age. But in the same light, you still like, I didn't want to, I would never want to shame of, I think if I ever walked in on any of them doing anything, I, you know, lock your door if you're going to be <laughs> doing that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't want to be like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know? definitely. Yes. I, you know, oh no. Mm-mm. I, that would... I could just only see that that just would just start deteriorating your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, your bond with that child to shame them. That's why when one of the people wrote, you know, he, they would probably shame them because they were shamed. Like, yeah, no, why would you? Why, you, you that ain't how they made you feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, you guys. So here's our fun fact for today. All so, right. like we said, it's 2019. People are progressing in America. So, um, actually at Morehouse College, they've decided to start accepting transgender students in 2020. And they are, if if you're unfamiliar with Morehouse College, they are an all-male college. So, it's a HC, H- HBCU. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. So, we're going to have, they're going to have transgender what are they gonna do for housing? Like how? Where are these people gonna sleep? They haven't said. I mean, they, are they gonna room them together, or are they gonna room them with another heterosexual student? Like, I have they they have got to figure. Like, I want to know how this is gonna play out. Like, how is this gonna work? Not saying that it's not possible, just. Mm-hmm. How? Yeah. Mm. And then men are a lot different too. They're right. Views. Yes, because women are a little more accepting. Yeah. Men are just like. Uh, this is oh, tricky. It's tricky because it's such you know you know. It's I I don't want to say every guy is like this, but a lot of guys are very like macho, very like. Oh, that you're weird, or you know, they anything you do that's slightly feminine, they be like, oh, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. So you know, it's like I want 
transgenders. I want everybody to feel comfortable going into anywhere. But realistically, it's going to be hard for them. It's going to be hard. Like, do you really want to put yourself in that environment where you're going to be? Or the possibility where you're going to constantly be judged over and over again, constantly. You know, it's going to be it's going to be very, very tricky. You know, I have friends that um, are in school in male dorms and have, like, you know, gay roommates. You know, and they tell me how sometimes they, how they feel, how they feel uncomfortable. You know, I can't imagine how the the other roommate feels like do you feel uncomfortable you know so I just think it's gonna be really tricky to like it's gonna it's gonna take a lot it's gonna take a lot of time to get people to be comfortable you know with that situation so I can't even imagine how it's gonna be for them especially in the beginning um but I'm glad that at least the universities are open to it maybe the maybe the students might not be open to it but you know I think that's the thing that's just going to be a process and going to take a lot of time. Yeah, I, I agree. Because yeah. I just, I mean, I everybody deserves an education. Right. Everybody deserves to be themselves when they receive that education. And if yourself just so happens to be transgender, then, you know, it's an opportunity that you deserve. But I don't think it should be a torturous opportunity. Yeah. Right. And men are mean. Yes. They really are. And yeah. I can just, that's my I thing, can yeah. just only imagine, like, is it going to be revealed that you're the transgender roommate? Or are they just going to walk in one day and see your breast? And then, you know, <laughs> just imagine the backlash, you know? And then it's like, when they want to pledge, like, oh. it's going to be, like, so much dynamics to... You know, opening this up, but I mean, a if the school, I know the school has went back and forth, and they have mm-hmm. a plan in place. I really, you know, this is a great fact because I really want to know, you know, how they roll this out, and so you know, other schools can start doing the same thing too. You know, you know, same sex schools. You know, there's only because you know, there's plenty of transgender, in, you know, schools where it's not. You know, just only female school, only male school. So, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I definitely feel like it's changing. It's definitely going to change history. Like, the history of the school. I'm sure that was, like, a huge argument. And, yeah, I mean, when I first went to college, we had to do a huge, a long survey for housing. And so, they're probably going to add that to the survey questions. Like, how do you feel comfortable you know, rooming with that. But then, I mean, like you said, when you think about, okay, if there is a small number, because I mean, I'm sure it will grow over time, but if there's a small number, it's like, well, somebody's gonna, even if they're, maybe you're not comfortable with it, but they gotta, you know, be roomed somewhere. They have to have placement. So, or if it's an odd number or whatever, I mean, it's just gonna have to happen. And I guess people are gonna have to be uncomfortable until they get comfortable. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's gonna take time, and you're just gonna be. It's gonna have to be something like normalized. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying because I just know going to college for the first time as a freshman. I remember the first time I walked onto that Florida A and M campus. I just couldn't imagine adding that pressure on the top of being away for the first time. There's no family. There's no friends. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yep. Oh, I just wouldn't even want to even 
have my child be ostracized that way. If it, you know, if it actually came out, I would be more in fear for my kid. My kid would have to be the strong, like, mom, I got this. Because I would be like, <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I would literally but be even, calling even every day. Right Did anybody do anything to you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my gosh. My nerves would be so wrecked for the whole four years that they were in college. I'm yeah. just wrecked. Definitely. Like, you know, you, cause you want, as a parent, you want to be supportive. You want your child to you know succeed in everything but you don't want them to have all these obstacles and i'm just scared that that's like an obstacle that would just what if that obstacle was so bad that it deterred them from wanting to even go back to school Mm. oh i would just that would just break my heart yeah i don't know how they're gonna do it and then like for, for this this is has to be like women who are wanting to be men Mm-hmm. So, what if they're not completely um, transitions? Transitions, you know, that just opens. I know that's why I said sexual assault. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's like why I said. Laughably. What happens when he walks in the room and he sees her breast before she puts on her sports bra, or whatever, her compression shirt, or whatever? You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. So. Oh. oh no. And you know, just because you're transitioning doesn't mean you want to change your parts. Yes. yes. So it gets kind of complex. Yeah. Yep. That's a true statement. So, yep. And anybody can just say anything happened. Yeah, you don't want to put yourself in harm's way. That's yeah. just my thing. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So your fun fact was like extra super serious. I know. Like the fun serious fact. It was weighted. <laughs> <laughs> Very weighted. Well, ladies, I want to thank you guys for joining in this topic that was just like, I know I just kind of took over this one because I was just like, when I read it, I was like, what? I know we're going to talk about this. So thank you, Jay, for giving us a millennial's perspective. It was very informative. Thank you. You always (laughs) give us great perspectives. We love having you. Thank you. Um, And... There's something that we haven't done that we've been needing to do probably since podcast number one, and that is to thank the um, team at Alkaline Production who made our intro and outro music. Yes, thank we you. We have guys. not thanked them. Thank you, thank you, thank you, boinka, thank boinka. you. You know, cheers and glasses and everything to you guys. Thank you so much. Um, Cause they gave us a bunch of different beats. We were throwing them back like, no, we don't like that. And they finally found some stuff and were very patient with us ladies. And so we thank you guys, your whole team for coming up with that. And also we need to plug our social media cause we always forget. Um, we are on Instagram and it is three bitches, one prude, take out the eye on bitches and um, our email address is the same thing. Uh, so make sure you guys check back in. Tune in every Thursday. Come laugh and see what topics we're talking about. Like we always say, our opinions change from week to week. So hide your kids because this podcast is Ain't not for them. them. That's right. Y'all have a good night and see y'all next Thursday. All right. Bye. Bye.